The Monday Investment Club is brought to you by Omnis Investments. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome back to the Monday Investment Club. I am Rohit from Omnis Investments and today I am joined by Jonathan Gosling, who is an investment manager at Omnis. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Rohit. Thanks for having me. I'll be talking to Jonathan in just a moment on active management. But first, let's review what's happened last week. It was a short week in the US as markets were closed on Monday due to President's Day. Trading began on Tuesday with a strong note on the hopes of further fiscal stimulus, continued easy monetary policy, a better than expected fourth quarter earnings season and progress in fighting the coronavirus. However, overall, the S&P 500 was down 0.7% during the week and the major US indices ended mostly lower. On the economic front, retail sales jumped 5.3% in the month of January. This was above expectations and was attributed by many to the $600 direct payments made to lower and middle income Americans that was approved as part of the December stimulus package. Weekly jobless claims, however, were up. In other news, severe winter weather in much of the Midwest and South, particularly in Texas, meant that millions lost water and power. The damage helped magnify calls for the assistance to municipalities included in the Biden's administration relief package. Over in Japan, it was a mixed week in markets. The Nikkei 225 returned 1.7%, whilst the broader large-cap topics was down 0.3%. On the economic front, despite contracting during 2020, the Japanese economy showed a return to growth in the last three months of the year. On the trade front, Japanese exports increased 6.4% in January 2021 compared to January 2020, and this was driven by a 37% increase in shipments to China. In China, stock markets were largely closed during the week due to Lunar New Year and opened on Thursday. Overall, the Shanghai Composite Index gained 1.1% in the week. On the data front, travel dropped 71% over the three weeks from the 28th of January, reflecting the government's campaign to dissuade people from using public transport in what is normally China's peak travel season. However, consumer spending was strong as people redirected their spending into other outlets. Retail and catering spending climbed 29% from the same period in 2020 when the virus was still spreading and from the corresponding period in 2019 as well. Other consumer-driven categories that reported sharply higher sales were online takeaways and recreational spending. These gains, however, were offset by losses recorded by hotels, transportation and tourism-related industries. In Europe, the European Commission struck a deal with Pfizer for another 200 million doses of their vaccine. Eurozone business activity appears to have shrunk again in February, though at a slower rate than in previous months. Business expectations for the year ahead also rose to the highest level since April 2018, amid optimism that vaccination programmes would accelerate. In Italy, Prime Minister Mario Draghi's new unity government received overwhelming support from both Houses of Parliament. In his maiden speech to Senate, he pledged to accelerate the vaccination programme and outlined plans for investing €210 billion into the EU recovery funds. At home in the UK, the FTSE 100 was up 0.7% and the domestically focused FTSE 250 was flat. The British pound continues its appreciation trend against the US dollar, ending the week at 1.4 US dollars per pound, and this is its highest level since April 2018. 
the price of consumer goods rose at an annual rate of 0.7% in the 12 months to January. Average house prices increased 8.5% in the year to December, their highest annual rate since 2014. The effects of government intervention and pandemic lifestyle changes buoyed the property market. Chancellor of the Exchequer Rishi Sunak is under growing pressure to avoid tax rises ahead of next week's budget. On the health front, the latest data showed that the number of coronavirus cases in England, Wales and Northern Ireland fell to their lowest level since early October. And Prime Minister Boris Johnson said that England's lockdown would be eased in stages based on a cautious and prudent approach. Johnson will outline plans for reopening the economy today, possibly allowing children to return to school in early March. This week marks the one-year anniversary of when the pandemic really took strength in Europe. It was a year ago that Italy entered its first lockdown and many countries obviously followed since. So let's talk to Jonathan now about the last year, what it's been like for our managers and what it's been like for our funds. But before, a little bit about Jonathan. He joined Omnis in 2017 and manages our relationships with the underlying managers of the Omnis funds. So Jonathan, before we talk about active management, perhaps you can elaborate on what you do at Omnis. Absolutely, sure. So I joined Omnis almost four years ago and my primary focus is on the Omnis fund range and fund research. So this is primarily involving two areas. Firstly, it's working very closely with our existing third-party investment managers. And then secondly, it's been a focus on expanding the fund range, looking at new asset classes and new fund managers to help diversify our investment portfolios and improve risk-adjusted returns. Thanks, Jonathan. And as a reminder to our listeners, Omnis funds are all actively managed. By this, we mean that the managers of each of our funds will actively make decisions on what investments to buy, hold or sell in each of the funds. The objective is to outperform the overall market. And for our funds, that means beating the benchmark over a rolling five-year period. The way we do this at Omnis is that we appoint specialist investment managers to manage each of our funds, giving you, the investor, access to a diverse range of investment managers. We have featured a few of the firms that manage some of our funds on the Monday Investment Club previously, namely T. Rowe Price and Fidelity International. We hope to have all of them join us at some point in the near future. Jonathan, it's been quite an incredible 12 months for for everyone, I guess, but I'm wondering whether you have some insight into what it's been like for our active investment managers and for our funds in the last year or so. It's a good question. And there's, there's been a huge amount going on over the last 12 months with, with the COVID pandemic and very unique set of market conditions that that's brought about. I think three points to, key, to, to, to tease out. Firstly, as you mentioned, we have only active funds. And this means that we are not mirroring simply what a benchmark is doing, such as the S&P 500. And one thing that we've seen increasingly over the last 12 months is a, is a real concentration within some of the main benchmarks um, across different markets. So within the US, we've now got the top five companies accounting for almost 22% of the S&P 500 index. A similar, area, a, a similar theme within areas like emerging markets. And I think with, with active management, it's given a freedom to not just have to invest in, in the largest companies, um, but to have a look across the universe 
and invest in all different companies and uh, across all, all sectors and take advantage of what have been rapidly changing market conditions. And I think it has been that um, that ability to be dynamic, um, to adjust to rapidly changing conditions, um, has been has been a real strength of 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 active management. It's interesting, Jonathan, that you mentioned twice there rapidly changing market conditions. Can you maybe elaborate and share with us some of those changes we saw last year and any sectors of the market that did particularly well? Good question. Good question, Rohit. What what we have seen over the last twelve months is is incredible dispersion um, between different sectors and different stocks. And by dispersion, I mean those which have been doing well and those which have been doing poorly. And that's been driven by record market volatility, which is presents a very exciting opportunity set for active managers like those which we have at Omnis. And with with regards to the themes in particular, there have been a few which have which have stood out. One has been technology, the ability to leverage off technology um, within within any particular business, the ability to to reach greater greater customers, greater end markets, um, whether it is remotely through digitization, etc. And I think thirdly, it's been the the market leaders market winners those that are positioned strongly have had a good opportunity to increase their market share to increase their their revenue streams and their profitability and i think within the omnis range one um slight bias that we've probably had has been strength of balance sheet typically omnis fund managers have have probably on the whole had a had a preference for companies which are in control of their own destiny. They're not leveraged with with huge amounts of debt. Um, They are, on the whole, relatively cash generative. And what that's given them is an opportunity to take advantage of of a market environment where others are struggling, where their competitors have been losing market share, where they've used it as an opportunity um, to, to grow their businesses and to plan for the future. Thanks, Jonathan. And if you don't mind, I'd like to go a little bit deeper on this. I always think about investors accessing the Omnis funds through a diversified portfolios. And sometimes it's helpful for them to know some of the companies they are investing in through their portfolios. Can you maybe give us an example or two of companies that did well during 2020 off the back of the trends that you just spoke about? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think firstly, it is important to stress um, that within the funds, um, within each Omnis fund, it is a collection of, of different individual stocks or different individual bonds. And that's been really important for a period like the last 12 months because that's given you diversification. There's been a lot of scary headlines out there. There's been a lot of company-specific problems. But what a fund gives you, and what an active fund in particular gives you, is a collection of of different companies um, that are doing slightly different things. Stock examples for some of those for some of those individual companies which have fared well and which have had uh, uh, a good twelve months. Um, companies such as HelloFresh. Um, HelloFresh has been a um, it's it's the world's largest meal kit delivery company, offering consumers recipe boxes to 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 to, um, to cook at home. Um, and this is a holding which has been within the Omnis European Equity uh, within the Omnis. European Equity Opportunities uh, Fund since 2019. 
And COVID has accelerated what was the start of an emerging trend as to consumers wanting uh, to reduce their waste. Um, so pre-measured uh, recipe kits um, per, per, per individual meal. Um, and what the last 12 months have seen is just an acceleration of that trend. Everyone has been, for large parts, confined to, to, to their home. And that's been really beneficial for a company such, such as HelloFresh, um, which has seen um, a large increase uh, in, in, in the end markets um, that they have been, op been able to operate within. Uh, the take up from the number of, of consumers um, with, within, within those markets um, and their profitability uh, as, as a result of that. Other companies, it's been a case of being a bit more opportunistic. So we, um, so Franklin Templeton, who manage our UK smaller companies fund, in May, incepted a new position in the travel company Jet2. And this is a company that had been severely affected um, by COVID and by the lockdown, very few planes taking off, a large decrease in the number of families booking package holidays. But that is where the opportunity arose from, where it was the opportunity to incept a position in a business that was trading at a very low valuation. And importantly, for from an investment standpoint, an attractive medium to long-term investment. And typically, the, the funds which we have, um, the fund managers which run them, operate on a medium to long-term investment time horizon of around three to five years. And with an example of something like Jet2, it gave a short-term opportunity um, via a large decrease in, in, the, price of the, uh, in the price of the stock. Um, but over the medium to long term, you know, later this year, as, as the vaccine is rolled out, uh, as, as overseas holidays do resume, that is a company that looks ripe to benefit from that with the added tailwind of the demise of some of their competitors, such as, such as Thomas Cook, that haven't had necessarily such a robust balance sheet and business model um, to survive what's been a very difficult period in the pandemic. So there's, there's two, two examples there. One in HelloFresh, where really leveraging off, off, a, off a growing and increasing trend. And then a very different one in Jet2 that, that shows the ability to be active and to, um, to be ready to, to seize on opportunities as and when they present themselves in the short term. Um, hopefully give a bit of insight into the types of companies um, that have fared well within Omnis funds over the last 12 months. That's brilliant. Thanks, Jonathan. And, and fun, funny, you mentioned HelloFresh. I've, I've got a food delivery from them due today for the week ahead. And of course, I don't think you need to tell me twice. I'll be the first one on a plane as soon as I'm allowed to. Thanks for sharing those examples. It really does help understand how our investment managers think about investments and brings to life the Omnis funds for those that are invested. Thanks for joining us today, Jonathan. Thanks for your time, Rohit. I really enjoyed speaking with Jonathan today, and I got a real sense for how our investment managers think about investments, and in particular, the value that active management brings to your investments. If you want to discuss our funds in more detail, please speak to your financial advisor. That's it from me today. I'll be back next week. Remember, the Monday Investment Club is available every Monday. Thank you for tuning in. The Monday Investment Club is brought to you by Omnis Investments. 
which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.